안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까? My brothers and sisters, today is the one-year anniversary since I came to United States uh, under the order of true parents. One year has already passed. I sincerely thank our heavenly parent and uh, true parents and all of you for your prayers and devotion and encouragement. Yesterday, we had a breakfast meeting with uh, uh, Gary uh, Friedon Abrams, Tennessee State leader couple and uh, members. Put a photo, then we gather at the holy ground and pray together. I received so much inspiration at that time, you know. Now, the more I visit to uh, our state, and God give me many kind of really inspiration. Our nation, America, our, where to go, and give me more clear direction and inspiration in detail. It was a very beautiful gathering yesterday. It was a group photo. And then we had a pastor summit and Great Hall Baptist Church where Dr. Dennis Holmes is a pastor. They prepare food and even though just two hours, you know, past the summit, but it was very beautiful. Many pastors came and joined, and then we had a beautiful sharing. Then we drove to uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and arrived here last night. Today, I'd like to speak to you under the title, God's Embrace Ends All Tears in True Mother's Memoir. Heavenly Honey, Please. The throngs of people taking photos of its historic sites easily overlook the reminders of this tragic past. Gordy is a small island with the seaside easily reached by a 20-minute walk either to the east or west. During my tour, I saw that visitors were impressed by its many European-style buildings. One tourist remarked, walking along these cobblestone streets reminds me of European neighborhoods. Another said, these European houses are so beautiful and full of character. I looked at the beautiful houses built for the European slave traders and the contrast with the slave camp located barely a hundred feet behind them could not have been greater. The House of Slaves is a two-story building. The slave traders lived on the second floor while innocent Africans captured and brought there from throughout the continent were kept on the first floor while awaiting to be boarded onto slave ships. What is now a tourist site was the epicenter of the West African slave trade. 
The holding cells were like caves, dark and damp with no natural sunlight and ceilings so low and cramped that one has to bend down to enter. Most visitors and dignitaries tore the second floor, but I spent my time in the slave cells on the first floor, holding onto the frame of the door of no return, I shed tears along with the mayor of Gordy and everyone in our party as I prayed for Africa to be freed from the pain and resentment caused by slavery. Liberating those who have ascended differs from comforting those who are alive on earth. Both are possible through an earnest prayer of God's only begotten daughter who carries the mission to save humanity. Facing the silent, grieving walls of the house of slaves, I forever broke the miserable chains of Africa's oppression. The slave house was built with stones and contained cramped, gloomy holding cells. At the end of a narrow corridor with cells on either side, was the infamous door of no return. The men, women, and children who went through this door onto slave ships sailing for the Americas never saw their families again. As I stood at that door, I could hear the cries and weeping of countless Africans taken against their will. My grief increased when I witnessed tourists laughing and joking as they passed by the slave cells. But I also saw families frown and sigh in sadness at the sight of these reminders of human cruelty. One mother leaned over a red brick staircase and offered a tearful prayer. She seemed hopeful that her prayer might contribute to healing centuries of cruelty and misery. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. Let us study more about through Mother's Providence and uh, contribution to Kore's Island. So please read. The House of Slaves and its door of no return is a museum and memorial to the Atlantic slave trade on Gordy Island three kilometers off the coast of the city of Dakar, Senegal. Its museum, which was opened in 1962 and curated until Bubakar Joseph Najai's death in 2009, is said to memorialize the final exit point of the slaves from Africa. While historians differ on how many African slaves were actually held in this building, as well as the relative importance of Gordy Island as a point on the Atlantic slave trade, visitors from Africa, Europe, and the Americas continue to make it an, an important place to remember the human toll of African slavery. Understanding the painful history of Africa, True Mother prayed for its ancestors and a new heavenly Africa at the island of Gori, the largest slave trading center on the African coast between the 15th 
and 19th centuries. Cheers from children living on the island reverberated when True Mother arrived on the island. The mayor of Gordy, Austin Senghor, then greeted before going to the House of Slave and its door of no return, a museum and memorial to the Atlantic slave trade, which memorializes the final exit point of slaves from Africa. In her speech at the World Africa Summit the previous day, True Mother had said, the continent that I believe has suffered the most is the African continent. Thus, True Mother delivered a deep prayer for the ancestors who had endured this painful history with the belief that there will be a new heavenly Africa free from suffering. True then, True Mother then announced that she will be donating the Victoria boat to the island so that it may be used to provide urgent care for its people, bringing them quickly to the hospital on the mainland of Senegal. Moved by True Mother's initiative, not only to be a part of the World Africa Summit, but also to sincerely care for the people of Gori, Senegal, and all of Africa. Mayor Senghor presented the Gori Pilgrim Award to True Mother. Thank you so much. Thank you, our True Mother. So you such really great concern and embrace Africa and loving Africa. And then you really, uh, really uh, pay so much attention to Africa providence. Really, you are the one who liberating really entire Africa. Thank you so much, Mother. Today's uh, Father's Word, do not think that you are doing it alone. Very important guidance. After finishing the uh, one year, uh, our morning devotion, and I'm going to start, you know, leaving divine principle based on True Father's Word, and then uh, reading EDP content 12 hours, and then reading each sliders of, sliders of EDP, and I'm going to explain how to apply divine principle in our daily life. And then I'm going to share from introduction and then principle of creation and fall of man and then continuously. I'd like to share that I'm now preparing for that. For example, when we learn about dual characteristics and then how to apply dual characteristics into our daily life the life of dual characteristics, the life of the give and take action, the life of the four position foundation, something like that. And not based on my word, based on our true father's word. I'm so, I already searched the, the, through the 600 of father's volume and then how to relate to the life of our divine principle. So I'm going to share more for four or five days about the based on, uh, not a share about the True Father's work. But after finishing one year morning devotion, 
I'd like to really uh, share more about the divine principle. Without understanding divine principle, even though Father shares something very deeply, and then we cannot understand what Father is talking about. So please, brothers and sisters, pray. So let's also study how to apply divine principle in our daily life. Today's Father's word to nothing that you are doing it alone. Please read. Do not think that you are doing it alone. When you are hungry, you say, I'm hungry. I want something to eat. But for whom do you want to eat? Do you want to eat for God or for yourself? You must eat for God. By doing this, you make your body a perfect holy temple of God. You should think God inside me is hungry and is telling me to eat. When you eat with this mindset, your meal becomes sacred. It is the same when you breathe, when you go to the restroom, or when you do anything else. When you listen, you are lis not listening alone. Likewise, when you see or touch something, do not think that you are doing it alone. Wow, very important. <clears throat> I'm recently continuously talking about attendance. And Father mentioned very detailed how to attend God, how to serve God. Such details, you know. I didn't know minister share in such way how to serve God, how to attend God, you know, and how can we are getting, get, getting along with the heavenly parents together. Father said, we must eat for God's sake. Sleeping, wearing, wearing, and drinking must be done for God's sake. If I live with God, with that kind of heart, my body becomes the temple of God and becomes very holy. When I live with God, my body becomes holy. After receiving the grace of the world, joining the Unification Church and following in God's will, the reason why they have not grown or changed is because God's word did not become the flesh. In other words, it is because I did not live with God in my heart. The word is word and I am me. Word is word and my life is my life. Do not know how to apply God's word in my daily life. That is the problem. Completely separate. That's why when you listen to God's word, you are very inspired. When you hear divine principle, you are very inspired to not know how to apply in our daily life. That is the problem. Applying means what? How can invite God in my heart? This is the point. And then when, when I'm living, centering on God's word, and then God's word finally become my flesh. You know, then my body become temple of God. My body become very holy. Since, you know, I could not apply the word to my life and thoughts and live separately, I could not find any strength 
in my life of faith. If you do not apply the word to your life, you will not have strength. Whether you eat, wear, drink, or wake up, you must live a life of serving God every moment. That is attendance. When you, when you wake up from very early morning, kneel down and pray to God, then not just only the moment when you feel God, not just only when you, when you pray and you can feel God, not just only in a prayer time, every second, every morning, every moment, you know, every minute, you need to feel God, you need to get along with God. We call that is attendance. Then my body becomes the holy temple of God, you know, and uh, by the Bible clearly mentioned, you know, you are temple of God. If you in, uh, eat God's place, the food becomes a holy food. And if I put on clothes in God's place, the clothes become holy clothes. When I deal with an object on, on behalf of God, it becomes a sacred object. This is a really important guidance. When you are very, very, very thirsty, and then you feel that, wow, God is very thirsty. I need to drink water for God. I am very, very hungry. Do not think I am hungry. Wow, I am, I am a temple of God. My body is a temple of God. Wow, God is feel very hungry. I need to eat something for the sake of God. How beautiful it is. Every moment, we think that way. And then God doesn't have any choice. He needs to come and living within my heart. Get along with God together. This kind of a mindset, if we continuously think that way, every minute, every moment, and my body become very holy, and God's word become flesh, and then I can become holy man or holy woman through attendance. Not just only believe in Jesus. Not just only believe in God. Once you believe in God, hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe in God, almighty. You are omnipotent God. You are omniscient God. Just only once you believe. And then your life is your life. You know, God's word is God's word. If you separate, you do not know how to apply. You do not know how to attend God's word, you know, in your daily life. Does not make any sense. God want to stay with me forever, every minute together. Then how to do? Through attendance. Attend God every second, every minute. My feeling is God's feeling. God's feeling is my feeling. That's why I need something. Then you need to think God needs something. You know, no separation. When you breathe, when you go to the restroom, or when you do anything else, when you listen, you are not listening alone. Likewise, when you see or touch something, do not think that you are doing it alone. Wow. If a father do not live such a way, how he can guide us? Father, he show us. 
was an exemplary life of faith. Father attend God every second, every minute. That's why he treat himself as a holy, holy, as a holy person, because God is in my heart. That's why I cannot treat myself as my own self. You know, I belong to God. I am God's belonging. Wow. Our Father is amazing, isn't it? Any Christian pastors, any saints so far, who teach in such details. That's why Father is show exemplary his life of faith. Okay, please read the continue. God is relating to everything through you. When you relate to people, even when you relate to Satan's world, you need to think that it is God who is relating to them through you. When you talk, you should think that God is speaking through you. When you are totally one with God, you can live. Even though your living, thinking, and loving are centered on yourself, it will still be lawful. Even though you live, think, and love centered on yourself, your living, thinking, and loving will be centered on God. That is the principle. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. When you relate to people, even when you relate to Satan's world, you need to think that it is God who is relating to them through you. When you talk, you should think that God is speaking through you. When you are totally one with God, you can live. Even though you are living, thinking, and loving are centered on yourself, it will still be lawful. Even though you live, think, and love centered on yourself, your living, thinking, and loving will be centered on God. That is the principle Father said. The first step in the life of faith is self-denial. I need to deny, I need to deny, I need to deny, I need to deny. Why? Because I came from Satan's background. That's why without denying myself, I cannot invite God. That's why life of faith begins from self-denial. You know, I am not mine. I am not mine. I am not myself. I belong to God. I belong to God. You need to always need to remind yourself, be conscious. So you have to repeat such your life in order to live uh, consciously of God every moment. But when it becomes a good habit, and God's thought become my thought, and my thoughts become God's thought. Completely become oneness. Then, after that, no need to think about the self-denial. Already God's mind is my mind, my mind is God's mind. Completely become one. But before reaching that standard, always I need to remind myself. I need to deny myself. You have to be conscious. Am I living with God or not? My thinking is God's thinking or not? You need to reflect on yourself until it becomes good habit. 
until you become completely become one with God. That's why, Father, no need to no need to distinguish, you know, no need to about the, be conscious. Oh God, I need to invite God. I need to li- living with God every second. Because already, already he has such a good habit. Already God would become, you know, his flesh. So that's why he's thinking, God's thinking, God's thinking, he's thinking. Do you remember? One day mother said, Father's thought is my thought, my thought is Father's thought. Completely become oneness. So, you know, to reach that kind of a standard in the beginning, we really need to deny ourselves. Without denying, we cannot invite God. God cannot stay in my heart. Okay, continue. You will leave behind good stories that God will keep in his heart. As a person who is attending God, how much does your happiness bring joy to God? When you are hungry, you are grateful to eat. And when you attend God, you should have even greater gratitude. You should always attend God. When you eat, when you wear something nice, even when you are sad or face difficulties. By living this way, you will leave behind good stories that God will keep in his heart. Thank you. As a person who is attending God, how much does your happiness bring joy to God? The purpose of God's creation is to taste joy. Therefore, our purpose in life of in life is to please God. To please God is to love those whom God loves as we love Him. We should always think about how to please the people around us in our lives. Think how to give what to whom. If I make people happy, definitely good fortune comes to me and God always stays with me. You should always attend God when you eat, when you wear something nice, even when you are sad or face difficulties, when I am hungry and think that God is hungry, and when I, I, when I am sad and think that God has a sad story. When you all of a sudden, like a sorrowful feeling come then, you need to think that God has some kind of a sorrowful stories. What happened now? You need to think that your feeling, sad feeling, happy feeling, hungry, whatever, really need to think about, you know, about God's feeling. You will leave behind good stories that God will keep in his heart. Today's uh, youth ministry, where do we most often make mistakes? My brothers and sisters, this is a very also important guidance. Where do we most often make mistakes in our life? Where? Many people do not know about this. Today I'd like to talk about where do we most often make mistakes? Mistakes are made because the closure of 
person is, the less take each other's positions seriously. When a couple seems too close, the husband or wife mistakenly thinks that the wife belongs to me, belongs to them. Many parents also mistakenly think that their children belong to them. This is where this could arise. Isn't it? This is really true. My wife is mine. My children is mine. Okay? This is my house. This is my king. This is my member. Of course, close each other, that's fine. But when you close with somebody, then all kind of the fallen nature come out and then treat someone very close to you, treat very easily. You belong to me, you are my wife, you are my husband, you are my children. And treat them as your own belongings. That's why you very easily make mistake. This is the problem, you know? Looks like a very close, between husband and wife, between parents and children, children, between, and then, you know, brothers and sisters, between Cain and Abel, sometimes very, very close. That's why make mistake very easily as well. The closer person, the more you need to check each other's positions. If you act without checking the other's position, you will behave disrespectfully. If you think that this wife or husband is mine, you will live speaking bluntly without reserve. No polite, no respect. You know, just drinking water. I need, I need to drink the water and very easily. Anytime I can drink water. There is no respect. Take it very easy. Take it very easy. That's why sometimes do not confirm the you know, opponent's thinking and idea. What does he thinking? Easy to make mistake. This is really you know, our problems. Uh, <clears throat> there is a saying in Korean that the closer you are, the more distant you are, Korean people say. It means that the closer you are, the more you should check the, the other person's position, thinking, position, wishes. You need to ask, what do you think? You need to confirm, what do you think? Then instead acting, you know, recklessly centered on yourself without asking for their opinion. That's why when you are very close, maybe my wife thinking like that, maybe my husband thinking like that, maybe my children like that, without conforming. You have those who are close to each other and then always have a preconception. My husband, that guy is like that. My wife is, is like that. You know, my brother is like that. And then you fixed your preconception. That cannot develop your relationship with your parents and children, your siblings. You cannot develop. 
For this is one of the fallen man's serious problem already fixed my concept. You are like that. That already closed my mind. Already. Cannot get any kind of fresh feeling. Cannot improve the relationship because already you fixed the concept. You are like that. What to do then? The you know, etiquette is not ignore the position of the subject and object pattern. When you get closer to each other, it's easy to ignore the other other's person. That's why the most crimes are committed between husband and wife, and the discord and crimes happens between siblings. Come in, between husband and wife, between brothers and sisters. The the committing seed not from the, you know, your neighbor, from outside people, not much. The criminal serious sin. The most close person. Why, Adam's family was like that. Something happened where, from where, between husband and wife. Between Cain and Abel, between parents and child, because they ignore, they ignore, Cain ignore Abel, and Abel ignore Cain, and Adam ignore wife, the Eve, Eve ignore Adam. This is the problem. Where do we most often make the mistake? Within family, within family. That's why we need to reflect on that. If we make it successful, the relationship within family, you can build up relationship with your Abel, your Cain, and your brothers and sisters, you do your boss and you know whatever, anyone. You can build up very good relationship. We must always be careful of the preconceptions. When an older brother is dealing with his younger brother, he labels him as my younger brother. You are my younger brother. You are my younger brother. Fix the concept. When these preconceptions and conceptions are fixed in my mind, mistakes are made. When we when we must be aware of is when dealing with the people around us, this code arise. When we have, you know, what's that? Stereotypes and preconceptions that our person is like this or that. A humble person is someone who is always willing to listen to the opinion of those around them. They check the position of others in order for elder and younger people to work together peacefully, they need to know each other's positions well. In the world of the original mind, ignore, ignoring each other's position is a crime and is illegal. The closer you are, the more you have to be polite and check each other's position in, in order to not make mistakes. Then answer. 
where do we most often make mistake? And then what is the solution? This is very important. How to do? Between husband and wife, between siblings, between parents and child. You know, how we can, how less make mistakes. I treat others as my belongings and make mistakes if I treat them easily. So, how do I avoid making a mistake? We should treat each other as God's belongings and serve them. Then no matter how close you are, you will always be polite and careful. That's why father saying that. In Korean word is, English word is very more horizontal than Korean language. Korean word is very different, have the respectful language to father and mother and to your own brother, to younger brother, and then using where different languages. Very much respectful, respectful. That's why father guidance either when the relationship between husband and wife never use this, this respectful language, not just only normal language, really extremely you select respectful language to your spouse. Even to your children, in Korean language, you need to use respectful language to your own children, your own brother in Korea, Normally, older brother say to younger brother, do not using the <clears throat> that kind of respectful language, just an ordinary language. But what father is saying, you need to use respectful language to even your own brother, even, even, even to your children, also between husband and wife. Very important. Why? You, you know, you, you think your wife is belong to you your belonging, then take it very easily. Easy to say something, easily angry, easily up and down. Your emotional come out. But treat your spouse is God. God's belonging. And then my attitude automatically becomes very polite, even tense, always careful, how can I attempt? This kind of relationship is very important, you know? Because my wife is belong to me, my children belong to me, very easily angry, easily upset, and express my emotion. Oh my goodness, everything in the family. That's all. what was the best way to overcome my mistakes in the family. Treat each one of them, they are God's belonging. God's belonging. Do not treat as my own child. Do not treat as my own wife. Do not treat as my own husband. Always oh, polite. Need to have the heavenly etiquette. Need to have a heavenly etiquette. Polite. 
and I always need to have the heart to attend my spouse as God and treat them holy. And then you will become holy. These very important things, you know, my brothers and sisters. Where do we most often make mistakes? In the family. Between husband and wife, between parents and child, between brothers and sisters. If we overcome this kind of the mistake in my family, when you go out walking outside, when you go to secular world, I am telling you, you are, you will become successful man because you already learn from your family, from your father and mother, from your spouse, from your children. Adam and, Adam and Eve, they fail where? Where they made a mistake, not from the outside world. They made, made a mistake within their own family. Cain and Abel, how do they make mistakes? Within the family. Noah's family. Where, they, where do they make mistakes? Within the family. Huh? Is it true or not? Esau, Esau and then Jacob's problem, where? Within the family. And then why Jesus go through the come suffering? Because Jesus' mother, you know, Zachariah family, could not take care of the Maria. Everything within family. What makes mistakes? I do not treat my opponent, my counterpart, as God's belonging. That's why humanistic thinking come to me. Humanistic, humanistic thinking come to me and then, you know, occupy everything and create that very much horizontal environment. And then we are inviting Satan. And then no more holy family. Am I true or not? This is a really big problem. So we create that kind of environment. And then when you go out to the world, go out, go out to the secular world, you're creating that kind of environment as well. Everything comes from family. Good things and bad things, everything comes from family. That's why family is called a stone. This is a serious issue, my brothers and sisters. When you make peace between your mind and body, between your husband and wife, you are the one who know how to make peace, national peace, tribal peace, and world peace. Everything peace from family. Father said, begins, begin, the peace begins from, from me. Father said, no. Peace begins from family. Fundamental peace begins from family, especially between husband and wife, between parent and child, between siblings. That's why even you are, you know, in your office, okay, you are Cain and Abel, your staff, how do you treat them? How do you treat them? Is 
easily make mistakes. You are my staff. I am your able. You need to follow me. You need to listen to me. Treat, it, treat them very easy. Oh my God. And then have the preconceptions. Oh my God. That's why our life is never improved. That's why we need to think. My counterpart is God. My counterpart, we need to treat as God's belonging. Then we can make, uh, we, we, we do not make mistakes, reduce our mistakes. Am I right, my brothers and sisters? Thank you very much. God bless you today. <laughs>